Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast, the official podcast of FilmPulse.net. Thank you so much for listening. This is episode number 162. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today we have Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? Uh, not too bad. It's Easter. We're recording this on Easter. Uh-huh. Because that's how dedicated we are to you listeners. We don't even want to skip a week, even when it's a holiday. Do you actually celebrate Easter, though? I'm going to uh, my cousin's house. My dad's in in town and uh, my aunt. So we're going to have dinner at my cousin's house. Okay. That's really right. the only celebrating we do. Gotcha. We I mean, we're not, we're not a church-going people. <laughs> uh, it's kind of just Easter. an excuse. It's just an excuse to get the family together for a nice... Nice little uh, dinner. There you go. Gonna head over to Brooklyn. There you go. All right, this week we're gonna be talking about two crime dramas with the star-studded Cut Bank, which is available on VOD right now, and I think it's playing in select cities. And we also have The Resurrection of a Bastard, which is playing in L.A. right now, and that'll be on VOD on Tuesday. So you can check that out. We're also going to be talking about some of what we've been watching, and of course, we'll be going over this week's movie predictions, new on video on demand, and DVD and Blu ray releases. Please make sure you check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmpulse, and be sure to subscribe for as little as $1 a month. And let's go ahead and just jump right in. Let's dive right in. Okay, let's do it. You want to start with, uh, you want to start with Cut Bank? Let's start with Cut Bank. All right, we'll start with Cut Bank. Yeah. Uh, I think I think um, I think I'll kick it off. Cut Bank is directed by Matt Shankman. Uh, I have a synopsis here. A young man's life is unraveled after witnessing a murder that he filmed in his rural town of Cut Bank, which is supposedly one of the coldest towns in the country. Which is odd because the movie takes place in the summer. <laughs> so the I know, so not... <laughs> which makes you like why. Why is why, that? Why keep pointing that out <laughs> if it takes place in the summer? I don't know. Oh, this geez. this stars Liam Hemsworth, Billy Bob Thornton, John Malkovich, Oliver Platt, Bruce Dern, Michael Stuhlbarge. Um, is that did I miss anybody? Uh, Teresa, Teresa Palmer. Yeah. There you okay, go. so I gotta say the the poster is really good for this. It's like a Norman. It's a take on a Norman Rockwell, you know, thing, but. Uh, it kind of offended me because I really, I this movie is really bad. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's uh, very, very poorly put together. I thought that the character development was was fairly atrocious in this movie. These <clears throat> these people, we don't really know who they are, what their motivations are, and we don't get to know really any of the characters. There's so many in this, and the yeah. whole time I just kept thinking. This is some kind of Coen Brothers ripoff. That's that's what oh, I felt. Sure is. That's sure what is. I felt the whole time. This is nothing but a Coen Brothers ripoff. With and you even have Coen Brothers actors in there. Yeah, you have you have <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton and um, and uh, Oliver Pl- Billy Bob Thornton and Oliver Platt are both in the uh, the Fargo TV show. Okay. And you have uh, uh, Michael Stuhlbarge, who was in was it a Simple Man. Is that the name of it? Serious? A Serious Man. Sorry. I always get that confused with the Colin Firth one. Both good movies, though. It came out in the same year, I think. A Serious Man, yeah. Um, So, yeah. It's very Coen Brothers-esque. I was 
it's just generic as shit. And I thought let's that just, let's just get to it. <laughs> yeah, it was really. Is it like a prerequisite that you're that a lot of these um, like film debuts, feature debuts, are these you know small town murders going wrong, or whatever it is? I, yeah. I I mean, how many movies have we seen like this? You know exactly how it's going to play out from the opening shot. Mm-hmm. As soon as everything goes down, you're like, well, I know where this is going. Great. Let me hunker down for 93 minutes and get into this. I thought the performances were all pretty bad, too, which is which sucks because it is a great cast in this. I thought that eh, Bruce Dern was okay in it. I thought that Michael Stuhlbarge was probably the best out of all of them, I thought Billy Bob Thornton was t- pretty bad. I thought that Malkovich was not great. I I didn't no that just ugh. Oliver it felt like Platt was kind of phony. Yeah, but it felt like everybody was just kind of phoning it in. Yes, dear God, yes. And uh, Michael Stolbarge, just all I could think of was Stephen Root the entire time. Yeah, it just I, it was like he was playing the character from Office Space. Yeah. To me, he was the... But with weapons. <laughs> he was basically the uh, the Javier Bardem character from, uh, from what you call it. Yeah, and when they no finally... Country. Yeah, when they finally... Uh, um, once, you, once you learn more about him. And when, when, they, when they reveal what his motivations are, my goodness. Just talk about ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just we wanted that package. He wants that parcel so bad. So let's it's uh let's, important a, to him. let's talk a little bit more about the plot. So basically the film starts off with Liam Hemsworth and his girlfriend shooting a, a I guess an audition type video for well, something. Oh, it was a the <laughs> it was a Miss Cutbank, it was a beauty pageant. And I guess that's what it was for. Was it? I don't, I don't even know. know. I don't know either. I'm like I just finished watching this movie and I already forget most of it. Yeah, I saw it on Friday, so I'm I'm forgetting sh- a lot of it too. Sh- I do struggling. It's it sucks. I there is a scene with Billy Bob Thornton, and he says a word very. Yes, he does. He, oh, he what pro- does he say? He, oh, he, made me, he made me look like an imbecile. <laughs> he no, that that wasn't the one I was thinking of. He says uh. something else, and it was really he the way he pronounces this word. It was ridiculous. Oh, he says. Um, he wants to say phonograph, but the way he says it is, he says like phonograph or something. And it was just, I was like, what? Uh, anyway. He, yeah. So <laughs> they witness a murder. They're shooting this video, this audition video out in a field and they see a mail truck pull up. It's Bruce Dern. And then a man comes up and shoots him. And from that point, so they show the sheriff who's played by John Malkovich. And from that point, I was like, why is there no investigation happening? Cause they, they make mention of it once where they go, how's the investigation? And Malkovich is like, it's good. Come along. It's coming along, but they don't show any investigation. It's like, they didn't, uh, they didn't look at the crime scene. They didn't go to Bruce Stern's house to, to see what was going on. It felt uh, like the most yeah. ram, ramshackle <laughs> investigation ever. Yeah, it, I mean, Malkovich talks to like two people, and then little little question, and then they bring in Oliver Platt to he he's the the post 
Postal Inspector? Or what is mm-hmm. he? Yeah, I think it was Postal Inspector. This is a movie about mail. Keep that it is, in mind. It, it, it is about mail. <laughs> he's, he's, so he's the Postal Inspector, and he comes in to hand over $100,000 to Liam Hemsworth for capturing this on 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 uh, his his video camera. But it's like, what, you're not going to look into it? You're not going to check to see if he faked it? Why is why is everyone in the country not making fake videos like this? Just, to, why is why is every mailman not faking their own death right now <laughs> in order to get 100 grand? I mean, it's crazy. Like they they weren't even going to investigate it or look into it. They're just going to hand this dude over 100 grand. But well, there's one minor stipulation. Just got to see the body. And then you get your money. It's which I mean, they didn't think that far ahead that oh, they'll probably want to see a body. Yeah. To prove that someone actually died. And you would think that they would investigate the crime scene, look for blood or any kind of evidence. Yeah. No. Nope. But they don't do that. <laughs> and if you know that it's Bruce Dern that got killed, why wouldn't they immediately go to his house and search his house? Yes. Uh, There's uh, a number of things uh? that it's not. <laughs> What? <laughs> they didn't they didn't really do anything. Nothing and, that they should have done. And Liam Hemsworth des- decides to hide Bruce Dern in this work site. And w- why would he assume that Billy Bob Thornton, who owns the place, is not going to go there? Yes. And of course he does and everything falls apart. It, it's the most ridiculous plot ever. Nothing works. Nothing's logical about no, this movie at all. And we didn't even get into the the very ending. Which is just a whole nother level of ridiculousness. I yeah. just I don't understand anything that happened in the end there. I mean, I understand it from like I can follow along, but I can't understand it making any sense whatsoever. It's just ridiculous. Why? Oh man, I just want to get into that because that's the the part that just really threw me over the edge. I mean, well, for the for the most of it up until the end. What you're dealing with is, you know, you've seen this movie so many times before, and it's just generic, and it's a manila folder. Everyone's phoning it in, like you said. There's just nothing really going for it. There's not nothing memorable in this movie whatsoever. No. And then you get to the end, and that's where they go with it, which just makes the entire thing even worse. You just wasted my fucking time, cut bank. Yeah, I, w- I watched this with my dad, and at one point, we were probably about 30 minutes in, he just goes, I don't like this movie very much. It's <laughs> like, I don't either. This is terrible. It's like, no- nothing makes sense in this movie. No. It's, it's a waste of talent, is what it is. It's just a complete waste of talent. Well, And plus, um, you have nothing going on, cinematically speaking, either. Like imagery oh, wise, no. it's just bland. Everything is so bland. I did like I did like the scene when the one guy got killed with the knife. I thought that that was that was alright. I mean, I don't mean but, yeah, I know, but you're grasping. I don't mean as far as scene, aren't you? Yeah, I don't mean like <laughs> visually. I I liked the way it looked. I'm just I liked the way that they executed that scene. Uh, visually, it's you know whatever. It's yeah, there's just there's no point to anything that's going on here. Visually, it's bland. Story-wise, bland. And of course, and I, and I totally called it. I, I said, of course, there's going to be the obligatory dive bar jukebox dance scene, and there we go. And then it, and then it came up. And yeah, this is 
they just stuck to a formula and they just wrote it out. And my God, is it? Oh, it's mind numbing. It is mind numbing. Yeah, I. I just and the Oof. thing that surprises me the most is you know the 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 on you know the coming on credit shit you know the production companies you have to sit through like forty of them nowadays. And the first A24. one's A twenty four, and you're like, oh yeah. shit, here we go. I know it's gonna be I, good. This is one of the few times that I think A twenty four dropped the ball. They dropped the ball every time so far this year. I don't know what happened from last year to this year, but they are just making terrible decisions. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Because man, this movie is about as exciting as probably the actual cut bank town is. I'm wondering if the star power entice them to pick it up. I don't, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, me too. Some people apparently like this movie. Ernie reviewed it for the site uh, last year when he saw it at the LA Film Festival and he gave it a 7 out of 10. What is wrong with Ernie? What I don't is know. wrong with Ernie? Ernie, what, what's going I on? I guess some people like... <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out something and I could... Uh, Insanely some, uh, average films, I guess? But it wasn't funny they tried to inject that dark humor that fargo had but it did not none of it landed there's only there was only one thing that i thought was funny and that was oliver platt with his cobbler (laughs) (laughs) the fact that he says the best cobbler in the world is found in hospital food courts and then he just continues to eat cobbler for the entire time I don't even remember that. That that's just how this. The only thing I remember is him eating a steak and taking one bite and saying, "This is the best steak I've ever had." Mm-hmm. Oliver Platt's all about food. And I remember John Malkovich vomiting every time he saw a dead body. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Everything uh, about I, this movie is terrible. And I, and I remember <laughs> Michael Stuhl, Stuhlbarge fucks a lot of people up in this movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So and that's 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 pretty much the extent of it yeah I, and then there's that whole drawn out sequence towards the end where Stolberg is talking about the bears oh god what the f- that was <laughs> that was awful <laughs> what does what any of this have to do with anything when when that scene was happening my dad goes i don't even know what he's talking about right now <laughs> and i go i don't either <laughs> uh oh that, boy. that was that was bad that was pretty heavy-handed all of it's bad it's just bad don't watch it it was as bad as stool barge's fingernails oh my god they were disgusting (laughs) fucking disgusting Uh, all right uh let's go ahead and give this a score i'm gonna go three and a half on this one i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with three and a half three no i'm gonna drop it down to the three this is ridiculous yep that's you want to talk about the end real quick yeah let's go ahead who cares gives a shit right so they cover it up for whatever god knows what reason i mean liam hensworth is responsible for how many deaths that and they've never had a murder before so they're like hey we'll help the guy out and cover it up for him give him a second chance okay as ridiculous as that is sure Mm -hmm. but billy bob thornton gives him money you're gonna give him money not only that you let your daughter you let your daughter leave with him for yeah. a second chance. Are you fucking kidding me? What one thing I did like was how quickly Billy Bob Thornton put it all together. Like he was 
he knew what was going on straight away. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was at least somewhat clever. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah but why, co- why would you do that? Plus, Billy Bob Thornton almost died at the hands of Michael Stuhlbarge. Yes. And or no, no, no. He, he, no, he almost or, died from he, Dern. Yeah, he almost died from Bruce Which, Dern. Which, come on. Bruce Dern is, like, on the edge of death because of... <laughs> Because he doesn't have his inhaler, and he's able to run down, track down Billy Bob Thornton, and almost murder him, even though he's like wheezing to death. Yeah, come on, give me a break. And then you know, John Malkovich is like, "Oh, put the best underneath him, put two in his chest." Like the coroner's not going to be like, "Well, these obviously happened after he died." Postmortem. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my god! I can't. Yeah. That I just don't understand how they just they were like, all right, well, let's just cover up, cover everything up, tie it up in a nice little bow. It, it doesn't make sense because they don't even like Liam Hensworth. They don't like the guy. They don't yeah, like Billy, Dwayne. Billy Bob Thornton clearly does not like him. He hates him. I think the only reason that he's even tolerating him is because he's dating his daughter, and that's it. It's the only reason he's even bothering with giving is- him a job. Which is trying a, to be nice perfect, to a perfect time to, you know, sever that tie. Like, hey, how about I just tell the police what happened and my daughter doesn't have to deal with you anymore. Yeah, and you can go to jail and nope. fuck off. I'm going to give you money. I'm going to give you a severance pay and let you take my daughter away. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. What a nightmare this movie was for me. The, just a nightmare. It's terrible. All right, so that's... Cut bank. This is, just, di- this is directed by the guy that says it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's it's always <laughs> sunny in Philadelphia. So this is his movie debut, but he's done a shitload of TV. I I think he's done almost every episode of It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. And he did, 30, <laughs> he did Fargo. <laughs> Thirty nine episodes of that. He did two episodes of Fargo. A couple of The Good Wife, Revenge. I don't know if it's Psych. Yeah, I did Psych. I don't know if it's necessarily his fault uh with this movie it could have been the script no the script's terrible but i mean he doesn't really add anything to it no i mean it might have been a payday for him too it might have been him just trying to break break out into film but i'm I'm pretty sure after this he's gonna be right back right back on the tv side of things yeah oh geez It's, it's yeah so that's cut bank avoid that let's move on and talk about one that's coming out this week that uh, I would say do not avoid, and that's uh, the resurrection of a bastard. Can you please this, say it in the original? I, I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me to do it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna humor you and yes. go ahead and yes. try. Love it. D. Widros Ridups <laughs> Wid standing Van Een Klutzak. Nailed it. That was <laughs> fantastic, dude. Resur- the resurrection of a bastard, directed by. Guido Van Driel, based on a graphic novel. Which it looks like he also did. Which he also did, yeah. Okay. Uh, stars York Van... Oh, this is going to be fantastic. Um, Wagoning... <laughs> uh. uh, synopsis says, A criminal starts questioning his violent way of life when he searches for the unknown assailant who almost shot him to death. Kevin, we'll start it with you. What are you thinking of uh, a resurrection of a bastard? Now, this is 
kind of the same thing as Cutback in the sense that it's a bit generic and it's a bit predictable and you feel like you've seen it before, but the execution of it is so much better that you actually enjoy yourself while watching it, which is, you know, mostly what you want to happen when you're watching movies. So yeah. this one worked much better, even though you're dealing with, um, you know, things that you've seen before already. I would say it's only slightly generic. I think that they throw in enough weirdness in there to to make it feel fresh. There were several things I didn't like about this movie. Actually, one giant thing I didn't like about this movie, and that was the whole separate plot line with the uh, the refugee guy. Mm-hmm. That what? Why? I I don't. What was that all about? Why was that even in there at all? Uh, I don't know. Because yes. every time, because I was into this story, I I thought the character of Ronnie, he was just such a dick, and he really was such was, a bastard. Oh, he was the worst. And I like that they were. I like that they start with him being new Ronnie, and then they go back to what he used to be like, and then go back to new Ronnie again. I think if they took out all the refugee stuff, they would have been able to put in more Ronnie. And that's what I want. More you just Ronnie. wanted you wanted more Ronnie B. Yeah, I love well, that his name was Ronnie B as well. Yeah, and either the new Ronnie or the old Ronnie, uh, I could take more. It does, of e- yeah, it either doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Ronnie you're getting. You just want more Ronnie. Yeah, it would have been say. it would have been nice to see more of him after his transformation, his near death experience, to see how much he really did change because we get a little glimpse of it. There's, and which is also one thing that I liked is that it wasn't uh, a day and night shift. It wasn't like, Oh my God, this is a different person. It was like subtle things. It was just very small things. Like when he said that the one guy was his friend, you know, just very small, slight changes that kind of add up to, yeah. to a big change in his personality and who he was. And I liked that. I liked how they did all that. I mean, there's some big changes. Like, he's not sucking out people's eyeballs. (laughs) That is true. He is not sucking out eyeballs. So that's not happening. And and when people get lit on fire, he puts them out. Yes. Which I I thought they were going to do a little bit more with that. I loved that scene. It was such a... His new kind of supernatural powers that he has. Yeah. But they, they kind of dropped that. It just yeah. happens, and then it's, they never come a, back to it. That was a really interesting scene, though. I loved how they shot that, where it was kind of well, know, that's, a, wi- it was that like was a the, wide shot. That was the biggest thing for me, the way this is shot. Oh, it looks it, this movie's gorgeous. That was a surprise. It's fantastic. But that scene, the, the nightclub scene, where everybody's wearing white, and they do that overhead shot where they just keep pulling back and back and back. That oh, wait, awesome. it's going out through the roof? Yep. Oh, yep. my goodness. Yeah, that was fantastic. That, yeah, the I love the little town that they go to when they're looking for the the guy who shot him. Just the look of that little town. Oh, everything everything about this movie looks fantastic. You lucky bastards getting to live there. Yeah, it's, it doesn't even look like a real place. No, no. Like that's some like fairy tale shit. <laughs> I can't believe that that actually exists somewhere in the world. I know it's such just a little thing, but one of my favorite shots was when he was eating and the camera was fixed outside of the building and you could just see him through the window. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why, but I just I loved how that was framed. I thought it looked so so good. The and the, I like the um, the hallucination dream sequences. The way that they were, I thought they were handled really well. Thought, that first yeah, one was creepy as shit, where he's in the pool. And yeah, and, and the guy, the guys uh, with the aprons. Yeah, the I thought that was soaked an, aprons just walked straight into the pool. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting. Uh, interesting thing to it's it's an odd movie a lot of weird stuff happens in this movie and i i liked that i liked all that stuff i didn't again this the whole see there's there's two parts to this whole movie there's ronnie's story but then there's the story of this uh refugee what's his name is it eduardo eduardo and his whole story he's also having dream there's dream sequences with him too with a hand which were really creepy especially the last one when they kind of stayed with it for a while because it it really looked like that hand was coming out of his mouth and then it all comes together well it didn't really come together for me well kind of it it came together (laughs) but not (laughs) it came together but not really not in a substantial way i don't think i just i didn't like i thought that they were going to do something more with the connection between ronnie and eduardo because there really isn't one until towards the end. Yeah. There's loose. There's a loose connection with the kid, but and I'm mm. not a hundred. I maybe this is because of ignorance, but I'm not a hundred percent sure with the the whole Saint Boniface. Yeah, I and that, the trees, yeah. and then they, you know, they have the little tactone bit at the end with, about trees. Yeah, I didn't I think, really understand how that got into everything. Yeah, I think I missed something with that as well. Either way, I wasn't into it, especially because he was going to light that rat on fire. That was pretty... <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. It was pretty heinous. Yeah, that was... And he, you know, he gets so mad at that little kid for tracing him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hates that kid. He hates that kid, and he loves cars. And heaven forbid if he loses his mechanic book, because he loses it. Yeah. And there's that whole thing with his dad, but they don't really get into that. Yeah. I mean, something terrible happened to him. We know that. Mm-hmm. But we don't. We have no idea what it is. It's never really developed. I mean, we, you enjoy yourself while watching it. There's good performances. Um, the it's direction really is fantastic. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. But, you know, when you're done and you kind of think back on it, you're like, you know what? There's not... There's not a whole lot going on here. There's not a lot of substance. It's kind of thin. But the execution yeah. of it is, you know, pretty damn good. Yeah. So it's got yeah. that going for it. It definitely has a, uh, a like, a bad lieutenant type type of vibe. I didn't see Filth, but I imagine that... That nah, was so much better in Filth. This felt like a, uh, like a, kind of like in Bruges. Yeah. But I without... I, yeah, I could see that, that because it's... The two of them searching, and they're in this new town, and the town's kind of weird, and yeah. You, you know, he's kind of changed a little bit. He's softening up. I just like that most of the movie is wearing that neck brace, because <laughs> he looked ridiculous. Neck braces always add, it just adds comedy. Yeah. I don't know like what it is about neck braces, but... Yeah, like in Wild Canaries? Yeah, just put people in neck braces. Neck braces always, all day. If Cutbag would have had a neck brace... Oh, it would have been so it's so much better. Yeah, I, imagine I if, if everyone, every star, if everyone, in Cutback. if Billy Bob Thornton, 
Bruce Dern, Liam Hemsworth, all neck braces. Yeah. Neck braces for days. I want to see that. Be fantastic. Somebody should should uh, add that in and recut it. Recut it with neck braces, please. Yeah. Dig- digitally put in neck braces and cut bank and send it to us. <laughs> Overall, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. It, it's very dark. Uh, I, this is another one I watched with my dad, and he was just... He, he liked it, but uh, he was just like, wow, that was really depressing. And I was like, yeah, it's a pretty depressing movie. There's a lot of... A lot of tough stuff in this when he like, uh, especially when he uh, attacks the woman. That was pretty. Yeah, and the way he treats his girlfriend slash wife, whatever. Uh, Oh, when he whips her in the face with the towel. Oh my goodness! With the wash, the wet washcloth or whatever. I was like, damn, like that hurt me when that happened because he. It it looked like he. I'm pretty sure he really did that, and it's just ugh. It's just rude. And like, and like you said earlier, rude dude. Yeah, Ron- <laughs> Ronnie's a rude dude. Ronnie B. Yep, yep. I will. I will say, check it out. I do recommend checking it out. I just, uh, yeah, that that the Eduardo stuff just didn't. I really, uh, it, it just really didn't, kinda, it didn't come together. Just no, mix well. I just wasn't into that. I felt like it. The whole movie just grinded to a halt when they'd switched to his to his story. Plus, I did you, think yeah. that uh, I did like how they uh tend to the fields and weed weed the fields <laughs> that was really weird i've never seen that before where they all lay lay on the back of the trail of the tractor that actually looks like a i would actually like to do that job yeah it seems kind of fun it seems therapeutic i would enjoy that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna move to that place i'm gonna get a job tended fields just laying down what a and and that Bread, bed and breakfast or wherever they stayed was really nice too. The whole the, town was nice. The the kitchen, the kitchen alone of that B and B was. Ooh, it's yeah, like, ele- it was like eleven it. burners on that stove. It's it kind of ridiculous, kind of ridiculous for that little hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so that's the resurrection of a bastard. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give this. Or you 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 score it first since I'm gonna, I I'm gonna give it a course. six and a half. I'm also going to give it a six. <laughs> God damn it. I, I think people are thinking that we're in collusion or something, but we're not. I'd say check it out. It's going to be on VOD on Tuesday. Tuesday? Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so you can still do a review. Gotcha. Dingus. Okay. <laughs> heard the word dingus. <laughs> uh Let's go ahead and move on to some of what we've been watching. For those of you tuning in on the video portion, welcome. Please make sure to like and subscribe. Let's start it off with you, Kevin. What have you been watching this week? Oh, man, I started off with anime, Perfect Blue. Yeah, I just saw this for the first time pretty recently, too. Oh, yeah? Are you going to be talking about it? Should we just discuss it together? No, like a because little tandem discussion. Oh, you just don't want to talk about it. Make me no. Be, it. Well, you can talk about. It. I'm. I can chime in, so but it's sure. been long enough so that uh, I forget most of what happens. Unbelievable. So. <laughs> or a lot of what happens. Why did it never come up in what you've been watching? It did. You I need, talked. To, oh, you did. It did. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on the show. Uh, and you and you go. Oh, I've been meaning to watch this. Oh. It was yeah. a while ago. I, oh, I don't remember that at all. Um, I gotta say this was uh this was pretty unsettling. It's 
It's pretty creepy. It's a bit dated from, you know, 1997, some of the... Uh, the internet stuff that's going on in here. It's also kind of funny when they're first setting up her computer for her. And she, she, you know, her, uh, her manager's helping her out. And she literally goes through two steps to show her how to get to the internet. And Mima, who's the main character, former pop idol turned actress, just loses it. <laughs> just, she can't handle it. Two steps. Oh, my God. And she just has, like, a complete breakdown, which I just thought was hilarious you know it's two steps to get to the internet chill out Nima. but the <clears throat> two things really took this over the edge for me number one is the the score whatever it is just the vocalizations layering i don't know what the hell these people are doing but they're just making weird noises and it's just creepy as can be <laughs> and then you have she's kind of being haunted by these what she thinks are hallucinations or are they, is it reality, is it not, her pop idol self from the past. And the fact that this version of her just kind of like floats around and skips and hops, I don't I don't know why, but that just creeped me out. Because you also have that voices layering happen at the same time, just made it unbelievably creepy. Because she's just so happy and chipper and f***ing around. But at the same time, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And it makes it even more terrifying because she's so jovial. Just I, creep me out. But there's there's a portion of this movie where for me it just got a bit too repetitive. Where you know the whole blurring the the lines of reality and dream and all yeah. that stuff, and it just sort of gets stuck in a K hole where just the same thing just keeps happening over and over and over again. It, it reminded me of uh, what the hell was that terrible De Palma movie from like a couple years ago? Oh. Um... Was it passion? Yeah, it was. It was like that section of passion where the same thing just kept happening. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why, but that shit just irritates me. But take that out because there was some creepy imagery in there. And the only other thing that really bothered me was the ending. It was so ridiculous. But overall, this is a pretty fantastic anime. I can't wait to watch more of these. This uh, Satoshi Khan, which I'm sure is not how you pronounce his name, but Sounds whatever. Close. I saw, this, I saw this back in June of 2014. Okay, that's, you're making it sound like it was just like two weeks ago. Okay, well, it was more than two weeks ago, but sad, sadly I forgot almost everything about this movie. I remember that she was she had a stalker, and I remember liking the animation a lot, and I I, I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, the sto- her, her stalker is creepy as can be. Mr. Meania. Yeah. And the violence in this movie really got me, which usually doesn't happen with animes. Yeah, I do remember it being kind of a tough, tough mm. to watch at some, some parts. I highly recommend it. This week is a really light week for me because I've been seeing a lot of Tribeca stuff, and gotcha. I can't talk. I can't talk about any of them <laughs> until <laughs> they come out. So stay tuned for that in like a week or so. I can talk about. Uh, well, I'm, I think I can talk about the Deadlands which is coming out in a couple weeks, I think. And this is basically about Maori warriors in New Zealand. Yes. I'm pretty it's excited dir- for this. It's directed by Toa Frazier, and it stars the kid from Boy, but yes. he's all grown up. How old it is kinda, he now? Like, what, I don't, is he like a 20-something teenager? What's going uh, on? I don't know. I think in the movie he plays... Maybe I don't know. I don't think they ever say his age, but he's maybe sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. 
So basically, this is a revenge movie set way back in the tribal tribal days of New Zealand, where uh, the kid from Boy, his whole family and his entire tribe is murdered by another tribe, and he decides to take revenge. And the other tribe is they're they're heading back to their homeland, and they decide to take a shortcut through what's called the Deadlands, and it's supposedly. Um, inhabited by a monster that kills people and they so they avoid the deadlands but this guy's like come on it's gonna like shave off a bunch of days from our trip let's just go through it and turns out that there's this kind of rogue tribal guy there and he (laughs) kills anybody that comes into the land he he was part of another tribe that was that was killed off and he's just crazy he's just like a crazy monster At, at any rate he sees the boy following them into his land and he kind of takes the boy under his wing and trains him mm-hmm. and the two of them go seek revenge on these these guys very violent i've seen it described as what was it apocalypto meets kill bill or something like that oh boy that's and I a can lot of, that's a lot of violence yeah yeah it is it is very violent not overly violent not kill bill violent or anything like that, but the weapons that the Maori warriors used are very brutal. They use that. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're, it kind of looks like a, a, one of those paddle ball paddles. You know the the wooden paddles that have the, the rubber band with the rubber ball at the uh-huh, end? Uh-huh, it uh-huh. looks like one of those, but it's made out of ivory or jade, and they just... just extremely just, different things. Well... They, they make just, them. Bo- I hope since our time on the video portion is just a picture of a paddle ball game. It, it is. Paddle, is that all you're gonna? <laughs> but it's gonna be. But they do. They make them either out of ivory or jade. Okay. They make them out of both. It's not. Okay. I'm not trying to say that it's either one or the other. <laughs> they make them out of ivory and sometimes jade. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, so it's just a paddle. I really you have it's, to explain this now. You started and I'm confused. Yes, it's like a paddle. Okay. It it looks exactly like one of those paddle ball things. Well, how is that brutal? Because I, what do they do with it? They beat people with it. They just smack you with it. Oh, okay. In the face and they crush your skull with it. Good lord. But sometimes they're kind of they're blunt. Like they're they're not sharp, but they seem to be kind of sharp around the edges so that they're sharp enough that they could probably slit your throat with it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, it. yeah, there's a lot of throat crushing, skull crushing. Is there uh, a ball attached to it? No. Okay. No ball. People getting speared. There's a lot of spears. There's a really cool scene where the, the, the two guys on the cover, the main, the main kid from boy and then his uh, trainer guy are, are dodging the the uh, the bad guys are throwing spears at them in there from this fort that they're held up in and they have to dodge these spears and it's it's a fun movie but the problem that I had is that it's got a really weird voice to it it's the music is kind of like electronic and synthy <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily match the backdrop of this movie and also the the camera work is odd. They do the quick zoom ins. I didn't love it, but I I enjoyed it. It was fun, and it is 
very brutal. So that's the Deadlands. Deadlands. I'm looking forward to that one. It is coming out Friday the 17th. Yeah. Right. And that'll be in theaters and on VOD. I watched World of Tomorrow, the newest Don Hertzfeld short film. I saw it too, actually. Did you actually see World of Tomorrow? What do you think? Yeah, th- well, you sent me you sent me a note and you were like, I read in World of Tomorrow. And I, I ran it the same night you did, so. Gotcha. Now, what did you think? I mean, okay. are... Are you right. familiar you... with Don Hertzfeld? Are you are you a fan? Because he he seems like the it seems like everyone just loves Don Hertzfeld. I'm gonna get well. I'm gonna give you my my honest opinion about this this whole World of Tomorrow thing because I, I think I liked it. Let me just get that out of the way. I liked it a lot. <laughs> I thought I thought that it was it was a wonderful wonderful little short. But I, I saw on Letterbox, and the reason that I rented this, uh, I got an email saying that this was going to be released and I saw the trailer and I was interested, but I wasn't going to, I don't know, I wasn't going to bother with it until I saw the reviews on Letterboxd. And out of all the movies that I've seen on Letterboxd, this one is crazy when you see the rate. It's just straight up fives almost. Yeah, it's just oh. nothing but masterpiece, masterpiece, masterpiece. Yeah. That's what I mean. Cr- like people it crushed me. It left me in tears. It's the best short film I've ever seen. It's the best animated film I've ever seen. I mean, I was like, wow. Okay. High expectations on this one. To me, I was, I was kind of disappointed because, and I think it was the same thing as you. I got my expectations up a little yeah, too high because think- everyone five stars, like you said, and it's masterpiece and oh my God. And, how is he able to do this in only 17 minutes? And oh my goodness, it's the greatest thing you're ever going to see. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be blown away. And I just found it to be kind of mostly funny. There was one poignant moment to the entire proceedings. The Her little comment about how she occasionally will sit in a chair and feel really bad. Yeah. Which I thought was simple yet highly, highly effective. But it, this is his first digital animated film which he you know it's very basic they're just stick figures and i don't know if the the, this transition to digital i think it just his animation style just loses some of its charm it felt like the animation to me was just it was i found it boring it felt like one of those flash animated videos that used to be on newgrounds (laughs) remember newgrounds yeah it does Nothing going on visually for me. No, I didn't enjoy any of the visuals. No, it wasn't about the visuals. It could just be a radio play. I just essentially, I just wanted to hear the little girl talk because I thought she was hilarious. Heard, what do you think of my cars? And just the stupid shit that she would say, which was hilarious. Yeah, I'd say it's still worth checking out, and it's only seventeen minutes long. Yeah, it's four bucks. Four bucks to rent on Vimeo. I'm not sure that I. I don't know. I'm not sure that I'd pay four bucks for it again, but the the only thing that I do like about Vimeo is four bucks for a thirty day rental. That's pretty yeah. that's pretty nice. You can watch this sucker every day. Thirty days if you want. Maybe three times a day, two times. Make a up lot your own of, schedule. A lot of a lot of people on Letterboxd are saying that they're watching this multiple times. So. I watched it I watched it twice and halfway through the second time it really lost a lot of its luster. Like the first time through I just thought it was really funny. Because of the little girl and the things that she would say and how she's not really paying attention. But this the second time through, I did like the note, the first letter from the cube. Mm. I thought that that was funny. But 
uh, I was disappointed. Gotta say, gotta say, disappointed. I liked it. I just wasn't blown away like everyone else seems to be. Yeah, I don't know if I'm missing something. I don't know. Um, I saw. Let's see. I think there's only one other one that I can even mention. Going clear. The oh okay yeah the Alex Gibney Scientology documentary. Uh, the full title is Going Clear: Scientology in the Prison of Belief. Uh, not not a lot to say about this as far as the mo- the documentary itself. I have plenty to say about the content. I it's funny to see the the Church of Scientology is like really attacking him on this movie. Like they're going full force. At him and everyone in this movie, which is funny. I mean, they they expected it. I read a an interview that with Alex Gibney, and he said like HBO knew that this was going to happen. They were prepared. They made sure that all their ducks were in a row and everything before yeah. releasing it. <clears throat> and it's just uh, I knew very little about Scientology, and after seeing this movie, I still know very little about Scientology. <laughs> But it's funny because in the movie, they, they talk about uh, you have to basically be in the church for many, many years and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to even begin to understand what their whole philosophy is. Yeah. And, and it's just that's how it's designed. You know, it's basically just a, a, a money making machine that is in the guise of uh, a religion so that they can avoid to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy because a lot of this movie doesn't just explore what Scientology is and the terrible things that they do, but it also kind of looks at how people can be bamboozled into joining the Church of Scientology and how easy it is for for people to kind of be manipulated when they're looking for something, you know? Yeah. And I thought that that was one of the more interesting aspects of the film. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen this yet. I, I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan of Alex Gibney. I know that some people don't like his documentaries because I don't know why. Do, do you like Alex Gibney? I, I don't know if stuff? I've ever seen an Alex Gibney documentary. Oh. I don't you have... Oh, okay. I don't think I have. Let me let me check real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this a little bit here. He did We Still Secrets, the story of WikiLeaks, he did the Armstrong Lie, he did that Enron documentary, he did Taxi to the Dark Side, mm. Freakonomics. Yeah, I I haven't seen any of these. I've seen nothing by Alex Gibney. Hmm. Well <laughs> I would I think going clear is a good place to start. I'm kind of disappointed though because the whole the main reason I wanted to watch that is because much like you I know absolutely nothing about Scientology. Well, let me tell you this. You learn about how awful it is and what they do to people. The physical and mental torment they put people through. They essentially hold people prisoner. There's they have a a building that an entire floor is dedicated to basically keeping you prisoner. Okay. And it's it's crazy what they're doing. Because you essentially work for free. You don't get paid. You get paid 50 cents an hour to work there. Okay. It's it's ridiculous. This wow. This whole Scientology is the most <laughs> fucked up thing. And they, you know, they do this thing called auditing. 
where they they have an auditor and they it's almost like a therapy session where they they talk about basically your life and they get all this stuff but the thing is they record everything they they write down everything and that's how they kind of trick these celebrities to be involved because they end up writing down all of the personal all this personal stuff about these celebrities and then they hold it over their head in order to keep them in the church (laughs) but the movie does talk about tom cruise and john travolta and how how the church specifically targets celebrities is that for i'm guessing for more money yeah, it's and more money. It, and it's, legitimize it a little bit. It legitimizes it. It gets them more money, and it helps them recruit more people. Because when they have a big, you know, what better spokesperson than Tom Cruise? You yeah. know, one of the one of the biggest celebrities on the planet. Uh, they interview Paul Haggis a lot. The director, Paul Haggis. Yeah. Uh, who was a was big into Scientology, which I didn't. I had no idea. That was really interesting, and uh, he was. He just got out of it, out of the church in like 2009. So, huh. and he was he was pretty 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 far into it. Okay. So, at any rate, uh, this is available now on HBO Go. It's again called Going Clear: Scientology and the Prison of Belief. Uh, and that's all I got, Kevin. What, what do you got? I have, I have two more, real quick. Well, three, real quick. Stinking Heaven, the new one from uh, Nathan Silver. I have a review up on the website, so I'm not really going to talk about that one. You can just check it out there, but it has not come out yet, and man, I hope it does at some point. It is. It's something. It's a, it's a good example of um, good American indie filmmaking, not like Cut Bank and stuff, <laughs> or all the wilderness and all that shit. Well, I liked uh, Uncertain Terms. We reviewed that. This is it's okay. So what it is is just real quick, just to give you a heads up of what it is. Is you know a group of people living in a they're all former addicts living in this like sober living home that they kind of threw together themselves. It's like a commune. It takes place in the '90s, and they use a news camera from that from that time period. So it just looks like it's it's almost like a documentary, like someone's just filming these people. And it's essentially just them rehearsing the movie. Like, they have a rough outline of what they're doing, but they pretty much just improvise everything. Hmm. And it's it's fantastic. Well, I am on board. And I, another indie that I watched is Ding-A-Ling-less. Okay. Ding-A-Ling-less. <laughs> this is uh, an early owner Tuchel movie from 2001 about a guy that doesn't have a penis. <laughs> I'm gonna be seeing his new movie, Applesauce. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see Applesauce. This uh this also has early Robert Longstreet, which those were the two main reasons that I saw this movie. Um and I gotta say, this is much better than it has any fucking right to be. Cause all it is it if have you ever seen the first season of Upright Citizens Brigade? Yeah, the, the very final episode was called Little Donnie's Foundation, which was just a, a whole episode devoted to an infomercial about a kid with a disability, which was that he had a ridiculously long penis. Yeah, I remember. And, and it got stuck. <laughs> it would get stuck in his bike chain, and all sorts of things would happen. And they said that you know their goal was just to have a thirty-minute long dick joke and have it be on TV. Well, just think of Tuchel's movie as a full-length movie 
as just a dick joke. That's all it is. It's just dick joke after dick joke for the entire time. And they come up with so many different ways of talking about the penis. It's just, it's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. There's, they have a whole section because his, his best friend is Robert Longstreet, who's a womanizer. And he, you know, he tells them all about the penis and how great it is. And he's, he's about to get one. He's going to have surgery. He just got up. He needs to find a donor. Jack Peterson's life is going to be so much better because he's finally going to have a penis of his own. And he's so excited about it. And they're just, they're at a playground and they're, you know, running around on the jungle gym and everything. And it's so ridiculously sappy and sentimental. And Jack Peterson, the character Jack Peterson's just keeps asking Longstreet to tell him things about the penis. And he's like, tell me, (laughs) tell me something romantic about the penis. And it just plays out like this ridiculous sentimental film. But they're talking about penises. It's, I can't believe that is it it was as good as it is. I mean, it's not fantastic, but like I said, it's much better than it has any right to be. And that's Dingalingless. How did you see this? I got this on uh Netflix. <laughs> which nice. I I was lucky that they had it because I was looking on Amazon and apparently the DVDs like out of print now. So everything on Amazon is like 80 bucks. Oh, uh, that's a DVD. So, get it on Netflix. I'm sure there's only one I just sent it back, so you'll get it at some point. <laughs> and then the only other thing I saw was It Follows. Oh, boy. Got to see that yesterday, which, uh, again, good execution. Execution, good. The actual narrative and its developments, boring as shit. I didn't, uh, I disagree. Well, fucking bring it then. It's just people walking. Like, okay, the first couple of times it was creepy. The people are creepy and they walk and okay they're coming all right well the one pisses on the floor she pees on the floor give me a break peeing on the floor is not creepy fuck just ripping off shit just fucking run too i'm a you're gonna stand there and what just stand and watch her the whole day duration of her piss get the fuck out of the house come on she was frozen in fear i liked um i liked how you would always see them in the background even during scenes where they're just sitting around having a chat you would always just see that person back there and you would never really know if it was just a random person or if it was actually the the creature i liked that i did like that but after a while you know it's just the same thing it's just a person walking really slowly towards you like how hard is it to fend off against that like can you add something please well, I thought that one thing that they added was the fact that it was able to interact with other people that couldn't see it. Like, I thought that that was a cool twist. Where, I did like that. That was that little scene was fantastic. Where her, where they're at the her beach. Hair, yeah, her hair comes up. That was awesome. Yeah, and it knocks the dude like ten feet. But then they're just—I mean—they are just playing fast and loose with handguns like a bunch of fucking idiots. Oh, yeah, when he shoots her. He's just, he's just fucking shooting everywhere. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know that it doesn't do anything. Stop shooting. It doesn't stop it. And then, of course, you know, they know that things are following them. Do they pay attention ever? No, they just sit there. Just sit there. They're not aware of their surroundings. My head would be on a goddamn swivel. I mean, it is now, and I don't even have things following me. <laughs> uh, well, that being said, I, I sure, any anybody could 
you could say, well, they should have done this, they should have done that, but you have to admit that they were smarter in this movie than in normal horror movies. I'll give them a little bit of that. They were they were a bit smarter. Not much, and but a bit. Like I said when I uh, saw this a couple weeks ago, I one thing that was big for me is the fact that the characters, I liked the characters. I don't know how you felt about them, but uh, yeah, actually no, I, I thought that they were likable people. And to me, that goes a long way in horror movies because normally they, they make them so unrealistic and they always make characters in horror movies caricatures of teenagers or 20-somethings. And I like that they felt like actual you know teenagers in this movie. They were likable. I'll give them that. And the score is fantastic. I mean, there was a couple of times where it's a bit obnoxious. And I, I don't, loved it. And I don't know why they're playing. You know, there's a couple of times where they're playing and nothing's happening. Yeah, and I'm just I, like, I like why, it. why, why are you doing this? But I, the the entire opening I thought was fantastic, and which really got me excited for because for a while there you don't get to see it, and I thought, yeah. man, this is going to be different. Like it's a horror movie where we don't see what's actually happening, but then they kind of got rid of that. I yeah, thought that that I, was uh... going to be interesting, but it the just the rules of the it and the followers and everything, just none of it made sense, and it just they didn't. He didn't develop it at all. Well, I, I think that maybe it was a situation where it was designed to maybe spark some conversation. Because you're right in that not everything is explained about how this creature works or what it is or where it came from. You know, all we know is what that guy said. You know, you have to have sex with someone, pass it along to them, but... That's just what he heard from someone else, you know? Like, that's not necessarily exactly how it's going to work. True, but then you see what happens to the kid across the street, which, okay, if that's all that happens when the follower finally gets to you, what the hell happened to the woman from the very beginning? Because that that doesn't make any sense. And that was somebody else, I guess. I guess uh, maybe that dude, the guy who gave it to the the main girl, maybe that other girl was his previous partner and then it came back to him because apparently if it kills you it comes down the line Mm -hmm. but i mean what happened to her and what happened to what was his name gary yeah that shit just doesn't link up doesn't doesn't link up maybe it kills you in different ways maybe i guess it it likes to switch it up it's a sadistic it's you know it's a shape-shifting thing so maybe depending on what form it takes it, uh, you know, I just, in different it, ways. who's going to run away in high heels? Come on. Uh, you got to be know. a little bit smarter than that. <laughs> 16 right. or 17 year old girl. Running around. No she's in like, she's on. like in her pajamas. She's in her pajamas and she's like, oh, I'm going to throw high heels on real quick. Run from this follower. I don't know. It just became repetitive. It's just people walking. I liked it. I, liked it's cre- I, thought, it was... I thought it was perfect for a short film. If this thing was like 15 minutes long, God damn, it would have been awesome. But stretched out. Jeez. Boy, oh boy. I, I was a big fan. I, th- I think it was... I, I'm loving the the batch of horror movies, indie horror movies that we're getting this year. Because I think that we've had some really, really good ones with uh, with this and Spring and um, Backcountry. And I think I think Cub is coming out this year at some point. It's, it's coming out at some point. Yeah, there's some, there's some good stuff coming out. But then uh, there was just also the, the forced ambiguity of things and then... For some reason, they're all of a sudden they're discussing the city. I don't know what the hell that ties in with. 
I don't know if they were trying to make some sort of statement there, which it just failed miserably. I, I don't know. I don't remember that. When when they're walking to the pool and they're talking about like, oh, we we were never oh, allowed yeah. to go. I'm just like, what? now you're trying to make some comment about the inner city. Like what? Yeah, and how's the yeah. fuck? What the fuck does that have to do with anything? I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I just. Uh, what do you think of the end? What do you think of the the ending? The ending that was actually I I'm glad you said that because I would have forgotten. But I saw this in a theater and surprisingly a large number of people in there. I was quite surprised. Um, and I was hoping that it would end there because I knew that it was just going to piss everyone off. And when it <laughs> finally, when it, you know, the title pops up. Yeah. Oh my God, you sure how heard many, How many people go, oh. You, like the whole fucking theater. And I just sat there, just like a silent fist pump. Like, yes. I just, I like the ending so much. Just because of the fact that it pissed off a shit ton of people. Yeah, I liked it. I loved it. I don't know why, but I loved it. But also, why is why is Jay's family have so many TVs? Fucking TVs everywhere. TVs outside all, by the pool. There's TV, there's TVs tacked, stacked on top of each other. Yeah, that there's was interesting. TVs everywhere. And they're all old TVs too. They're all all the old like CRT tube TVs, which I thought was kind of. Which I did. I did. I thought that that was kind of interesting because you have no idea when this is taking place because there's no cell phones. Yeah, and, and the but the one friend has that weird ebook thing. Yeah, the, clam, the clam the clamshell ebook thing. And you don't know if it's if this is if it's back in that time or if she's just a hipster because she does look like a hipster. Yeah, I did. My favorite part was that the the ridiculously tall follower when he just slinks into the room. Yes. Oh my god, that guy was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Nah. Well, either way, I highly recommend it follows. As far as uh horror movies go, top notch. Probably probably one of the best probably it probably will be the best horror movie of the year. I think God, I hope not. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> the movie was terrible or the fact that it, it, if, fa- the- if it turns out to be the best horror movie of the year, that's disappointing. Well I disagree. I have a, it's like a light very light recommend. So this this uh had a really interesting release schedule. There's article there's like articles written about this. I don't know if you saw, but a lot of people are writing articles about how they how they handled the release of this movie. So Oh, the people writing their think pieces. Yeah, so it had think a very pieces, well think pieces and hot takes. Well, it's Boy. I don't know if it's a think piece necessarily, but it's just how this movie came out it was kind of different so, i gotta say that the release of this movie kind of pisses me off too well it was it was really confusing for for someone who writes about movies and and does what we do it, it was a little bit confusing because well, it they just kept pushing it back last minute it's like oh, okay i'm gonna watch it follows this weekend and then like oh no by the way we're not gonna let you watch it yeah so it's like you it, fucking dick i like i had it planned out <laughs> So it had a limited release, and they were planning on putting it out on VOD either the same week. It was either supposed to be day and I swear it was supposed to be day and date. According to the it publicist, was. according to the publicist, they said that it wasn't didn't oh, have a plan. Fucking lied. So because then I checked after it was first pushed back, I checked and it said that it was coming out March thirty first on VOD, which yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, it got pushed back to the twenty seventh, I think, initially, and then and then it got pushed back again, and then finally, because it was doing so good in theaters, they ended up saying scrapping the VOD thing completely and 
putting it out wide. They it's a wide release. You can see it follows wherever you are because it's in like 3000 or 4000 screens right now. So, that's pretty crazy. It was they, kind of it was kind of weird seeing the the radius. Yeah. Whatever those are. What are those called? I don't know where they bumpers, whatever the ad, ads. Yeah, I guess. What we'll is say. it? Production, whatever it is. It was kind of odd seeing that on a big screen. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm not used to this. Yeah. So I I think it's great. I think it's great that uh, small. I mean, that, that, I would say that that is a small indie film, and oh yeah, it, you know, it's, it kind of pulled a paranormal activity. Really, it it uh, was way 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 more successful than they expected, and uh, it ended up getting a wide release. So that's great. Uh, it follows playing in theaters now. I gotta say the the, the trailers before that, before I saw that, because I think it was the the new Terminator movie, the new Avengers movie, a bunch of other popcorn, big budget summer blockbuster shits. God damn, they are all the same. <laughs> I've never been so bored by trailers in my life. Well, that that's probably going to be a conversation for another episode, but I'm so excited for Mad Max. That's like my number one movie. I uh, the, yeah, the, I had, another another trailer for that came out earlier I, this week. Oh. <laughs> shush it. Shush it. I had a guy at work trying to talk to me about it. I I haven't seen anything and I'm not going to see anything. Go go cold. You know, I'm going. I'm going cold. I can't yeah. wait. Uh, they announced this week that there's going to be four of them. What? It's going to it's going to be a four movie series. Oh Jesus. Hey, you know what? I am perfectly fine with that as long as the quality is up there and they don't do you any of that. You think they're going to sustain that over four? Come on now. Um, I don't know. I, I, three is pushing it. Four seems a little <laughs> a little overkill to me, but who knows? I, I just I, I, right now I, the only thing that I really hope for with the first one is that they don't do some something where it feels like an unfinished movie where you know like when you have some of the the Harry Potters oh, yeah, and all that where the, stuff the first one is just nothing but a build up it's yeah, essentially and, just an ad for the second one yeah and they basically cut the movie off in the middle of a scene like they did with the second to last hobbit movie that's to me that's inexcusable like do not put out an unfinished product. Yeah. Your movie should have a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's just don't do but that. But no, that's that's what they do now. They take the beginning, middle, and end and turn them into three movies, and they just draw them, draw them out. Yeah, that drives me crazy. That's what I do. That's irritating. All right, let's go ahead and talk about some predictions. Last week, the only one that uh, we predicted was Furious 7. Now, I said 72 on that. You said 64, actual 82. All right. 82. So I haven't seen that yet. I do plan on seeing it at some point. We have a review for that up on the site. Ernie gave it a six and a half. Uh, So been hearing good things. Hmm. I heard that it's just uh, nonstop fun and craziness so next week we have ex machina oh i heard i heard a lot of good things about this yeah i'm getting excited for this one at first i was like we've seen this before i mean how many movies have we seen about intelligent robots that are trying to be human what like ibot ibot yeah irobot no i call it ibot okay ibot with will smith there's just there's a lot of them there's a lot of movies like that but i think this movie may end up being different than that i think that it's going to be more than just an intelligent 
robot. Actually, there was one that I saw pretty recently called, uh, it's called the machine or something. It's very similar. Whereas a, a female robot that was very human like anyway, uh, what do you think it on this one? Mm, I'm going to say 84. That's a good, that's a good one. That's a good pick. I'll, I'll say 82 on that. Oh, all, all, all my picks are good picks. Come on. Longest ride is the next one. That's a Nicholas Sparks. Oh god. <laughs> these come out every year now. We're getting these every single year. Sometimes twice a year, it seems. Oh jeez. This one's about a. I think it's about a bull rider. <laughs> oh, we got, is he going? He's so he's going for the longest ride. He is. He's going to try he's, and stay on that bull yeah. as long as possible. And he probably gets caught up into it a bit too much, and he loses focus of the woman that. Loves him. Oh, man. Alan Alda's in it. Well, Alan I don't Alda. think that's going to save this movie. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna say 12 on that one. I'm going to say 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's God. a former champion bull rider. Oh, former. Oh, he's okay. making the look a comeback. Oh. oh. Wait, what the fuck? Oh, okay. It's a love affair between Luke, former bull champion, or former champion bull rider looking for a comeback. And Sophia, a college student who's looking to embark upon her dream job in New York City's art world. How the fuck do those come together? How are they even in the same area? Fate brought them together, Kevin. I want, I want one of these Nicholas Sparks movies to come out and it's a same-sex couple. That's what I want. Yeah, that's never going to happen. I know. Because isn't Nicholas Sparks kind of a, like a dick? I have no idea. Like I, like I think he's actually like a... He's really old-fashioned or something. I have just an asshole. Basically, this is just hearsay. I'm just making shit up. But I think that I'm right. Well, I mean, all his movies are basically the exact same movie. Just replace Bull Rider with another occupation. It's basically the same thing. And limited release next week, we have Clouds of Sils Maria. What? Didn't that already come out like three times? No, apparently not. How many times is this movie going to come out? You you wrote a review for that one a long time ago. I know. Back in December, so <laughs> read that if you like. Uh, Desert Dancer, that movie looks ridiculous to me. Why is Dior, that? Dior and I, which is a documentary about Dior. We'll have a review for that one up. We saw that. Dial a Prayer, it's a comedy. Sounds like it. I saw a trailer and it didn't look nearly as bad as what the the title suggests. I don't know if we'll be covering that one or not. The House Across the Street. Uh, that is, I'm not sure what that one is. Kill Me Three Times. That's the Simon Pegg one where he plays a hitman. No, thank you. <laughs> Lost River, the Ryan Gosling directed. No, thank one. you. Yeah, I heard I heard that one's not too good. I'm I'm curious to check it out. Maybe we'll review that next Just week. Just so watch Trainwreck. It look it looks this is what I think it's going to be. I, I yeah, it's just going I'm to be Trainwreck. Afraid that it might may you may be correct about that. And Candlestick, which is a I think it's like a like a murder mystery. Is it a Clue remake? No, <sighs> I, I I don't think so. I think it's like a Hitchcock. Someone needs to get back. It needs to. Come back with a new Clue. Let's update Clue. I agree. A new Clue movie. Fucking love Clue. I think more movies should do what Clue Clue did, where at the end, when the killer's revealed, you have different versions of the movie 
play at different theaters. I like that. I like that idea where there's that's different different endings to the movie. So what what you saw may be different than what someone else saw. It'd be that's yeah. It's genius. Next week on Oh wait, dude, there's one thing that I wanted oh. to add. Okay. Because apparently this is, this is finally coming out and it's called About Ellie and the director oh, yeah. of Separation. Oh boy. Check that out. That is a 10 out of 10 for me. It's a fantastic it's, movie. So I think that that's coming out at a weird time. It's coming it's, out It's it's like isn't it coming out on like a Monday or Wednesday or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming out at a very odd time. So But yeah, Asgar Farhadi is a fantastic movie. I forget when it's actually from. It's one of, I think it's like his second film. Hmm. But man, it's it's good. I highly recommend that one. All right. So check that out. That's about Ellie. Next week on Video On Demand, we have 5 to 7, Lost River, The Sisterhood of Night, and Dial a Prayer. Okay. Right. Eh, not, not a great, <clears throat> not a great week next week. Next week on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Happy Valley. That's the Penn State documentary. Home Sweet Hell, which uh, I don't know about that movie, but I don't know if you saw the the cover for that. That's the one with uh, Patrick Wilson and uh, what's her? Home Sweet sweet Hell with Katherine Heigl and Patrick Wilson. (laughs) I love his face. (laughs) It's just the most ridiculous cover. Look at his face. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Lord have mercy. That is hilarious. We also have The Immigrant, which you saw. Is that a recommend for, for you? No, right that's now? not a recommend. A lot of people love it, but not me. Mm. Killers? That That's the Mo Brothers? I'm, I'm going to say no on that one. No, no. If it was shorter, maybe. Yeah, there's just something about just, that movie rubbed me the wrong way. I don't, I just, I can't put my finger on it. I don't just, know what it was. It's going to take too much of your time. You got yeah. stuff to do, people. You guys got things to do. A Most Violent Year, which I would like to call the a most underrated movie, because it was one of my favorites of last year, and it didn't get any kind of recognition at all. And I don't understand why. Because hmm. it's great. Okay. The Voices. Voices. Alright. Yeah. Eh. 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 That one it's okay. Not not horrible. Yeah. Eh. It's more with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and that's all I got. So very light week on uh the Blu ray front. Fantastic. And there are no criterions. There are right? no criterions. Alright. Well I think that that'll wrap it up for the week. Please send us your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulsenet at filmpulsekevin. And take a look at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash filmpulse and consider subscribing for as little as $1 a month. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson, and we will see you on Thursday. It'll be probably late Thursday, maybe even Friday, for Ryan Watches the Movie. (laughs) Hmm. style movie <sighs> I'm, not, I'm not getting that you want to get that no i'm not getting it <laughs> <laughs>
I think it was they they buzzed my neighbor too, so it's probably just somebody trying to get in the building to murder everyone. <laughs> uh